We can all relate to the different circumstances and situations that parenting puts us in or Mm -hmm. specifically being a mom. I always think about all the unique ways or, or even comical ways that moms just know how to set the atmosphere or understand what's actually happening. And so, you know, Jess, or I've seen other people be like, no, 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 no. You don't understand right now she or he needs this, like this and like this with this. And I'm like, that's insane. Like, that's not what she, and then sure enough, Jess will set things like that and it works. The baby falls asleep or the baby is content or that. And I'm like, this is crazy. Moms just have that unbelievable ability to be able to understand and discern and set atmospheres and, and, and just build in what our families need. And so right now moms do a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like you do a lot in the first place, but right now you're like doing yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, you thought you were at your limit. It's like, oh, how about trying to do all of this? Yeah. And so like more than ever, you're doing more than ever. And, um, I thought about this, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I thought about this <laughs> typically on mother's day, the mother's day wish is, um, Hey, what do you want to do for mother? I just want to stay home. <laughs> I just want to be home, <laughs> not go anywhere, just be home. And then. Isn't it funny this year? So what would you like this year? We're all like, I want to just get out. (laughs) But uh, you're in a more unique situation than ever, these moms. And uh, even grandparents, some of you can't even see, you know, grandmamas, you can't even see your, your kids right now. And there's just all this stuff going on with it. So more than ever, you're in a unique situation. But just remember that God created you on purpose for a purpose and you're born for such a time as this. He knew that you could parent well through this. He knew that you would be able to be in such a time as this and to be able to lead with success. Can I get an amen? Just in there, like God Mm -hmm. is for you and he's working and he's chose you uh, to be living and leading through this season. And Mm so it's important for, for you to know and understand that you're not just surviving. You're not just getting through this. Um, you're not unlucky. Oh, I'm just unlucky to be living in this time. No, God's equipped you and called you and positioned you to thrive in this time. Yeah. And as a mom, you're somebody who, who knows the tips and tricks and hacks and all the things that it takes to, uh, to get your kids to be successful and uh, not just successful in the world, but successful in God in yeah. the way that you've called them to live. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage you that that should get you excited that, that, that God is a equipping you and chose you to win right now. And it's a big deal. I thought about this. Um, I hate one of the, the, the pet peeves, one of the things <laughs> I don't mind changing diapers. I don't mind cleaning throw up. I don't mind uh, a lot of those things. Kids get dirty. That's fine. Uh, one of the things that I, I struggle with as a parent is actually, especially the young kids, babies, uh, is getting them dressed. Oh my gosh. It is so annoying. Like the, the things that go into clothes and getting kids dressed. And how many know what I'm talking about? You put the shirt over and the kid folds up their hand and, goes, <laughs> and then you're trying to, you know, like in a, in a, in a, uh, a pajama, it's not a onesie. See, I don't even know what they're called because I despise them. But yeah. you're trying to put them in the thing. Some zip up, some zip down, some zip all the way around. Some you have to sing like a nursery rhyme while oh, zipping gosh. it to get it to work. I don't know who Dramatic. invents this stuff. Who invents it? I can't stand getting them dressed. Especially then you think, okay, finally, when they're able to get themselves dressed, this will be easy. You tell them to get dressed. No, it gets worse because the combination of clothes that they're trying to wear is ridiculous. So then you have to go down and you have to negotiate. 
So I'm standing outside their room and I'm just brushing up on the art of the deal. Okay, all right, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna negotiate this with them and we're gonna come out of here with a halfway decent wardrobe. And you go in and there's all of this, just I wanna wear this, I wanna, and it's insane. It's one of my pet peeves, I think you now recognize that. <laughs> but here's what's cool, the scripture actually teaches us that a mom or as parents, mm -hmm. you have the ability to spiritually dress your kids. Yeah. Uh, I want you to just think about how amazing that is. Yeah. You have the ability, especially moms. Yeah. I know you're setting out clothes and washing clothes and putting things away and getting stains out. But in a spiritual term, in a spiritual way, mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing for your kids. You're equipping yeah. them. You're dressing them. You're preparing them to go out into the atmosphere of life. Mm -hmm. You're setting their spiritual wardrobe. And, uh, and scripture talks about how we put on the whole armor of God. And, and there's a lot of teaching that goes into that. But even with our kids, you're preparing them, equipping them, training them. Moms, you're not just getting through a day. You're not just trying to run the clock out, maybe until dad gets home or something like that. No, every day you're preparing and equipping and dressing your kids for this great adventure called life that God put them in, for the building up of the kingdom of God, amen, yeah. that, uh, that you get to be a part of. And so don't take that lightly. Like God is positioning you in an incredible way. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote it down like this. Your family wears a supernatural garment unique to you. Yeah. We're going to look at the scripture here in a minute. But your family, especially yeah, so moms, good. as you're dressing them spiritually, you're putting on a supernatural garment in their lives that's unique to them. You may not be able to see it hanging in your closet, but as sure as the air you breathe, you're wearing a spiritual garment. Mm -hmm. And we pass it on to generations. Can I get an amen there? I say it like this. Sown by generations before you, it was designed by those who preceded you in faith. Mm -hmm. Now, we got a whole bunch of weird traditions and things that we do because our parents do it. And Jess's family has a whole bunch of weird <laughs> things that they do. They say, why are we doing this? Oh, because grandma did it and my mom loves doing it. And now we do it. And I'm like, okay. But spiritually, even more so, yeah. there is generational blessing that has been sown and knit and formed yeah. and put together that we get to wear and thrive and walk in uh, because of the generations before us. It was made from prayer, praise, purity, mm -hmm. and dedication to faithfulness. Yeah. And so this beautiful yes. garment, this spiritual garment yeah. that we put on is so much more beautiful than anything you could prepare in the natural world. Yeah, we want them to go to great colleges and, and eventually buy nice homes and have all these kinds of things. But dressing our mm -hmm. kids in the spiritual garments that God has called them to live in and walk in is the most important thing you can do as a parent. Yeah. The enemy will try to convince you that the holy garment that we wear is outdated and irrelevant and out of touch. But the truth is these garments, I wrote down like this, these garments age with great power. Yeah. Fashion goes in and out of style and things become outdated. But the spiritual garments that we put on our kids actually only grow in power as we hand them down from generation yeah. to generation to generation. And so my important sort of message to you this morning is like, what are we preparing? What are we conscious of? What, what do we have vision for? What are we understanding about our roles in the way that we're preparing our kids? I've asked Jess to help me in just a minute. I'm going to have her share a couple things about the way that she recognizes the way that she's leading uh, our family and her kids and, and how God has called us to live. But I want to say this from the beginning. Uh, God's idea was for family. Family's yeah. God's idea. 
he says, look, I understand that it's not good that man be alone. And, and I understand that there's power in generations and passing things down and equipping one another through this idea called family. Now, you may have a broken home or you may uh, come from a place where maybe there's divorce or someone's walked out on you. But I want to encourage you, you can have spiritual family in a church and you can have spiritual family in yeah. community just because it doesn't look like the, the perfect little family that someone says you may need to have. I can, I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't mean you're out of this cause. You're mm -hmm. in it and yeah. you can have uh, this, this yeah. family that God has called you to. The number one longing of the human heart is to be connected to something, to be a part of something. Uh, they would say it's to be some belonging to family. God put that in there for us for a reason. Why? Yeah. Because there's power in family. And so generations, again, putting on this garment of praise or wearing this garment of, of spiritual um, beauty and significance. Psalm 145.4 says this. It says, one generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. Speaking of the things God does, uh, you could say it like this. The word commends means praises. One generation praises your works. Again, just this garment of praise yeah. that we wear um, is so important. And it says they tell of your mighty acts. This goes on for generations. Again, we think, oh, we got to just get to 18 and then they'll get out of the house. I know this is a generational yeah. blessing yeah. that we get to instill that's going to last, last for generations that tell the works of God. Exodus chapter 29, verse 29 says, The holy garments of Aaron shall be for his sons after him. They shall be anointed in them and ordained in them. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, this is speaking of actual garments, but it's talking about the anointing that is transferred from generation to generation on our family. Aren't you glad that God gave us something even greater than education, even greater than wealth? He gave us the anointing that we can pass down yeah. on generation. That's a yeah. good place to say so amen. Yeah. It breaks barriers. It breaks chains. It sets captives free. It gives us the ability to, to make wise decisions and step into what God has called us to do, even when things don't make sense. Yeah. We're able to do this and lead our kids in this. And moms, you're, you're at the front of that. Yeah. Again, you're, you're not changing diapers and wiping noses and doing the wash. No, you're out here, you're, you're out here forming and, yeah. and, and, and preparing this generational blessing. Yeah. And so I encourage you, man, don't take that lightly. It is a blessing that we're walking in. You get to live out the Proverbs. You know, we read a scripture and we mm -hmm. say, wow, that's powerful. Wow, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Do you ever recognize that God created you today mm -hmm. to be able to fulfill this Proverbs? Yeah. Proverbs 22, verse 6 in the message version says this, point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. Yeah. We don't want our kids lost and, and wandering and, and, and searching and confused. Right. Scripture's saying like right now, moms, right now, dads, right now, grandparents, right now, those of you that have influence in family, you point your kids in the right direction. You have a vision for what it looks like to point them into the right place. Mm -hmm. You set a roadmap for them. You put together a garment for them. It says they won't be lost. The New Living Translation says it like this. Direct your children onto the right path. Well, first of all, you can't direct them onto the right path unless you know what the right path is. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we as the parents, we got to know where we're going in God and we got to lead them first. But direct them onto the right mm -hmm. path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. Mm -hmm. They won't step off of it. And it's because we as the parent, again, have prepared spiritually for them what they need. And then the Living Bible says it like this. It says, teach a child to choose the right path. And when he is older, he will remain upon it. The word teach here is different than just tell. 
There's a difference between telling and teaching. Uh, I can tell somebody something, oh, this is what you do. Bum, 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 and someone tells you it. That's a totally different thing than me saying, come over here, let me teach you. So pick up the screwdriver, hold the nail like this, or uh, you don't use a screwdriver on the nail. <laughs> uh -huh. And so you say, uh, there's some jokes in there, but I'm gonna say for a time. But uh, so what you do is you get down with them and you say, hey, let me teach you this. It's yeah. so different than telling. Yeah. So the scriptures here saying, you teach, you teach them. And you teach them and, and, and you got to lead them in it. You got to be a part of it with them. And so again, that's what a mom is doing. A mom is coming in and it's a part of their everyday life and dads too. But a mom has this amazing opportunity to yeah. teach and lead yeah. and instruct. So that's why Psalm 127 verse four, I know these are common scriptures, but I just want to encourage you and remind you okay. how important your role is. Psalm 127 four says this, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Yeah. And so the scripture is saying like, they're, they're like, they're like arrows in your hands, but I love that it said a warrior. You're a warrior, mom. You're a yeah. warrior, grandparents. You're a warrior. Yeah. Dads, you're warriors in this. Yeah. You're not somebody just killing time and getting through. Can I get yeah. an amen? You're so a good. warrior. Yeah. A warrior understands its atmosphere. A warrior understands its yeah. assignment. A warrior yeah. understands I've been put into this position to accomplish this specific thing. And so it's saying then you aim and you and you use those children like arrows. You point them in a way that they're mm -hmm. going to find great success. Yeah. So you're not just wasting time. You're a warrior on assignment doing an amazing thing in your family. And so we got to understand that. So Jess has some great thoughts. I'm going to kick it over to her okay. um, just on the perspective of being able to understand your assignment and where you are and, yeah. and those garments of praise that are built. Yeah. So I know for me, um, when my husband told me that he wanted me to do this with him, um, right away, I just knew I needed to share something that has just been heavy on my heart. I think really since I've had kids, right. so you could say the last seven-ish yep. years. Um, but I've really been working on this the, since we've had Kelly, I feel yep. like. Um, but in order to wear that garment of praise, like Josh was talking about, we just have to be fully present. We have to be fully in the moment with our kids every day, every minute that we're with them in the moment, you know, when we're with our husbands, when we're with our families and just don't take a second for granted. I know as mothers, often we miss this or we forget it, but our first ministry is to our families. And I know for me, I, um, I told him I was going to try to not get emotional, but it's just so real for me. So, um, bear with me. I will get through this. Um, I, as mothers, we just forget that our first ministry, it is our kids, yeah. it's our families. And when we're seeking after perfection, I know that's where I kind of trip up a lot. When we're seeking for that perfection, we forget that yeah. our first ministry is our kids. And I just think the enemy does a great job at distracting us um, from living in the moment and not taking those minutes for granted because we're so focused on perfecting who we are, perfecting our homes yeah. and um, perfecting affecting our, who we are as moms. I just feel like the enemy just does great at distracting us. Yeah. We're so caught up in our to-do list. For me, mine's always written out, but I know, um, a lot of you might just have these mental to-do lists that every morning you wake up and maybe those are the, you know, your first thoughts and it becomes what we worship. Our to-do list is 
it ends That's up good. being what we're worshiping yeah. instead of what we really should be focused on. And I've just been learning lately too that um, we can still have fun and you can still have peace in your homes. You can still have joy in your homes without perfection. Right. You don't always have to have everything perfect right. in order for you to just have fun with your kids and enjoy your moments. Um, as moms, I just think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect, to always have everything together, to never make mistakes, yeah. <laughs> to finish that to-do list. I know for me at night as I lay in bed, a lot of times I run through my list of, okay, did I, did I bring up Jesus to my kids today? Yeah. <laughs> did I pray with them? Did I teach them, you know, what I'm trying to teach them in their schoolwork so that they're successful someday? Did I keep the house in order? Did I do the dishes, all the laundry? Um, are my kids still alive? Are they healthy? Did I wash their feet before I put them to bed? <laughs> Am I still, you know, meeting all my husband's needs and still meeting all my friends' needs? And those are all important things, but um, it's just, we put so much pressure on ourselves yeah. and that's not what the most important thing is. Um, and your pressure, your list might look so different than mine. You might be in a different season of life than I'm in, but we just all, as women, as moms, we all have different ways that we have this heavy pressure on us. Um, but that pressure is so unnecessary. Yeah. Um, recently, my counselor said this to me, and I think I say it to myself daily, but God does not expect perfection out of us. And I just want every mom to hear that. Um, <laughs> he doesn't expect us to have it all together all the time. It's good. Um, and I know for me, since I've gotten this in my heart, it just completely changed my mindset of who I am. Um, to know that God loves me and my husband loves me and my kids love me in the midst of the messes or the chaos that's going on. It's such a beautiful thing to just fully grab a hold of that and know that every day that, um, God doesn't expect perfection and we don't have to put that pressure on ourselves. It's unnecessary. Um, on days that we feel like we failed or days that we feel like we won, like God still loves us and he does not expect that perfection. It's unnecessary for us to put that pressure on ourselves. What God really wants from us is just to be aware, yeah. to be aware of those little moments that might pass us by. If we're focused on having everything put together, um, we, we will miss those moments with our kids. They grow so fast. Or even if you have grandkids, don't miss out on those moments with your grandkids because you're busy in the kitchen all the time right. preparing meals and then cleaning up and trying to um, make everything perfect. But just be aware of your children's callings yep. and just all the blessings that are always that are surrounding us. Yep. God just wants us to be aware of those things. And then I also just, I know that God wants us to be aware of him and his voice. Yeah. And just um, lately, I've just been trying to remind myself to bring him into all of those moments right. that I have with my kids and with my family and to listen to his voice, even when I'm folding laundry yeah. or emptying the dishwasher or changing a diaper. Right. Um, he wants to speak to us even in those moments when we're not meeting the, you know, our to-do list. Yeah. Um Really, his voice should be what's guiding us in our simple tasks, um, not that voice that's trying to bring the perfection into right. every moment. We need to be listening to God and his voice and his love for us yeah. and not our to-do list, yeah. not the perfection that we're striving for. Yeah. That's good. Really um, good. So 
also what I feel like, and this might just be a struggle for me, but I know that, so God wants us to focus on um, just not having all of our our, have our agenda and just go to him for his agenda. But also when it comes to social media, I feel like it's so easy for us to um, get caught up in does my family look perfect? Like when I'm posting a picture or when you're looking at other people's things yeah. to not worry about, does the lighting look good? Like, do my kids look like they're well behaved? Mm. Does it look like we love each other in this mm. picture or were mm. we fighting when we took this picture? I feel like sometimes <laughs> it might just be me. If you were making me take cut. a picture, we were probably fighting. Probably. If you were making me take a picture. It's true. He hates pictures. <laughs> I have to do some major bribing to get you to take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, it's hard for us to attract the world to God. And ultimately that really is what we're doing here, right? Is our job is to bring people to Jesus, to attract, you know, the lost to who he is. And when we're so focused on ourselves and what we look like, and if we're perfect, we're missing it. We're not pointing people towards God. Um, the world sees, they notice that we're doing that. Um, we don't have to have everything in order at the end of the day. It's just not what God designed us for. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. He doesn't expect us to always have it together. Um, God just wants us to be real and in the moment, every moment with your family, our kids, ultimately they want our attention. They want our love. They, our kids don't care if our house is messy. And I can tell you that's so true. (laughs) They don't, they don't. Don't care. Our kids don't care if it's, there's a mess. Our kids don't care. They just want our attention, our love in those moments with us. And someday I want my kids to remember me for the love that I poured into them and not how clean our house was or how in order everything was every day. I want them to remember me for the random dance parties that we have or the mud that we, (laughs) the mud that we let them play in at grandma and grandpa's. I just want them to remember those moments, not, Oh, my mom was great at keeping the house right, clean. Right. That's not what really matters. Yeah, I don't think, right, at any funeral, they're ever going to get up and be like, I tell you what, my mom, my dad, I just, I love them because, you know, our closets were just so organized <laughs> growing up. It just was yeah. the perfect Pinterest looking closet and <laughs> everything true. was so organized. Oftentimes I have to remind Jess, I'll tell her like, hey, like our house isn't a museum. You know that, right? <laughs> like when we live true. here, it's not like people don't come over and just walk through and observe our <laughs> decorations. Like we still live here. And, uh, and, and again, she loves designing and things looking nice and in order. And so do I, but there's just times where it's like, Hey, we also have to live here. You yeah. know, there's these things. Yeah. And so I think like, again, Jess is a big list person. She loves everything organized. And I so honor and appreciate that about her. And a lot of times she comes from the place of she wants it perfect for the kids and she wants it perfect for me and she wants all this stuff in order. And I appreciate that. But then when I don't get her because of those things, do you understand? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, Hey, I appreciate you doing all those kind of things, but you're so busy and overwhelmed and burdened and buried and burnt out by trying to keep all that up (laughs) that you think is for me. Yeah. And then I don't get you Yeah. like that, that doesn't work. And we do the same thing with God. Yeah. We do the same thing with so God and, and the way that we lead our family. We're like, oh, I got to have it like this. And we got to teach them like this. And they got to go to this and involved in this program mm-hmm. and, blah, blah, blah. and yeah. all of these things, because we want to be this thing for them. Mm-hmm. But all of those things cause us to be a no thing. 
right. for our kids right. and for God. And, and so yeah. God's like, hey, you know what? I can deal with a little bit of unperfection, imperfection. Mm-hmm. I can deal with some of that, right? I'll deal with that if I have you. Right. That's what our kids are saying, too. Like, hey, all these things that you're trying to do, and, and I appreciate that you, you're doing all of these things. But, but I want you. I still want right. you. We still have to, to be in their lives. And, and so and just such a great yeah. lesson from Jess here is like as, as we're building this, this spiritual who they are, as we're aiming them and, and leading them, you got to be there for them. Right. You got to be present. Right. You know, as much as we're putting together all of these other things for them that matter, mm. but we still got to be there for them and connect with them. And you got to look past some imperfections. You got to look past some things that are out of order. I mean, you may come home and find dirt bike parts in your dishwasher <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, that happens often. And that's okay. <laughs> right? That's okay. I'm getting better at it. I said I'm working <laughs> Can on I get this. Amen, some dirt bike parts in the dishwasher. It makes sense, right? They're they're plastic, you put them in uh, and it washes them and like Or in gotta, the bathtub. First he well, soaks them in the bathtub. <laughs> that's true. You gotta pre-soak. So then the bathtub is dirty. Then they go in the dishwasher <laughs> and then voila, ready to sell. Perfect. So you gotta yes. you gotta just you gotta just accept that and it's okay. I am, I'm getting better. <laughs> See what I did there? Just work this whole thing right into my benefit. So I love that. Good words. I appreciate those words that you shared. <laughs> Um, uh, one thing I wanted to share, um, that's really cool about, uh, what our women's team is doing. Uh, Jess and Vanessa are, uh, doing a Bible study about the women in the Bible. Yeah. So on our vertical ladies page, you can check it out each Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. They're going to be taking a look at different uh, women in the Bible. And so some of these truths about how women led in the Bible, uh, they're going to jump into with you. And so the first one uh, was just this past week. If you missed it, that's okay. You can still check it out. Uh, But join with them on Wednesday night because same thing. You can comment, interact, be a part of it. encourage you to invite some of your friends to it. Um, They can just join right in uh, on online Facebook Wednesday nights. Um, So we'd love for you to be a part of that and just find out a little bit more about how some of the women in the Bible led. So we'd love for you to join that kind of want to wrap this up into this one idea again as we're spiritually preparing our children and you're you're amazing that you were born for this and equipped for this and you're doing it um and then jess was telling us you know we got to keep perspective in how we're doing it Mm -hmm. uh proverbs reminds us of that proverbs 29 18 it says where there is no vision people perish like if we don't have the right mm-hmm. sight and mindset for how we're doing this with our families, it's just not going to yeah. work. Yeah. It, we're going to perish. It's just not going to work. So where there's no vision, people perish. And so get a vision of how much personal time you want to spend unstructured things, planned things, like she yeah. was saying, her planner things. You got to have a vision for how much of that you really want to hold to. Then how much of it is it is the fun, the chaotic, the yeah. messy, just the the stuff that is imperfect. And uh, but, but how much of that? <laughs> so get a vision for how you want to spend your time and lead your family and be involved um, so that you don't perish. Jesus gave us a great example about how even Jesus had boundaries. Jesus had valued principles and goals in things that he measured and held himself accountable to. There's a story in Luke chapter four. Some of you have heard us say this before, but Jesus is preaching in this town. He's teaching and there's miracles happening and demons are being cast out. There's these great works. Real people's lives are being changed. So the scripture teaches us that he spends the night. And so the people come back to him and they say, hey, Jesus, uh, great news. Um, All of this word has spread about all this miracle. There's all these more people that are coming to you. 
and they're going to be able to be prayed for and healed. There's all these good things that are going to happen. And so we can't wait to see what it looks like. And Jesus goes, well, actually, I'm leaving. And so he goes, yeah, I'm not going to stick around for that. I got to be on my way to Jerusalem. And so if you study Jesus and you study the Gospels, you'll see this phrase on his way to Jerusalem, on his way to Jerusalem, on his way to Jerusalem. It's like it's like the writers were really into redundancy or it had great meaning. And it did have great meeting. Mm -hmm. Jerusalem would be where Jesus was eventually sold out, arrested, and led to the cross. His ultimate purpose was found in Jerusalem. All those other things are great things, and they were part of the purpose. But the main thing was the cross. So Jesus is in this town with all these good people, great people, good things going on. And at some point, he turns his back on it. To turn and walk away, he says no to good things Mm -hmm. so he can say yes to the best thing. He can say yes to the great thing. And I think this perspective is so important on his way to Jerusalem. He knew what his Jerusalem was. What's your Jerusalem? What is your main Mm -hmm. thing that you're trying to accomplish? Because I just need to tell you, there's some things as a mom that are that are good things that you're going to have to say no to. Dance class is great and soccer is great and T-ball is great. All of the things are great. I'm sorry, I should say they're good. They're all good things. But what is the great thing? What is the overarching best thing that our kids and our families need to be involved in? And I think church needs to be one of those things. However, when we regather or whatever it all looks like, you know, I think seasons of soccer and all those kinds of things are important and they're good and, and they're okay to be involved in. But let's make sure we're keeping the main thing, the main thing. And we're spiritually, can I get an amen, dressing our kids. And I think the house of God is one of the things that should be a great thing. And so um, what does it look like to be able to lead our kids um, in this Jerusalem idea? Jesus, even the way he spent time with people, uh, you'll see that he had people, groups of three, 12, 120. Mm -hmm. He, He even understood that there's certain people that are a smaller number that he can go really deep with. And then there's also large groups that he can be more available to mm-hmm. because he was always filtering things through what is the most important to help me get to yeah. the most important. Yeah. And so who are the people in your life? So like these Wednesday nights with the women's groups and these kinds of things, what are they helping us do? They're helping us refine what's our most important. Mm-hmm. Who's our 3, 12, 72, 120? How are we interacting in all of these things yeah. so that we can be successful in the way that we're leading? And so my encouragement to you, You're doing a great job. You're born for such a time as this. And God is equipping you and calling you and using you to change generations by way of of raising up your kids. And and I think it's amazing uh, what you're doing and how he's using you, especially in this pandemic time. I know you're tired, you're weary, but just remember, God says that he'll renew you. He'll give you the ability to rise up with wings as eagles. Mm -hmm. And um, and so God can do that even right now. And I'm going to pray for you to be able to do that in a minute. But my encouragement, man, get get vision. Do like what Jess was saying. Understand it doesn't have to be perfect, but know that you're spiritually dressing your kids for incredible things. And um, God's going to bless and honor that. And so we honor you moms today. Happy Mother's Day. Hope you're encouraged. Today's going to be a great day. You're going to have an amazing time uh, throughout the day. And I just believe in the the days ahead uh, because whenever we trust God, when we're weak, He makes us strong. So our days ahead are gaining strength is what I believe over your life. And um, it's going to be awesome. So let me pray for you. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful 
for the way that you love us and you're building us and you're encouraging us. Lord, I ask that you just strengthen every mom today. Lord, I pray that you give them joy and peace and energy. God, so much energy. God, I pray that you give them good sleep. Uh, Lord, I just thank you that your hand is all over their life as they're spiritually equipping uh, those that they're leading. And uh, Lord, we just call blessing on them in Jesus yeah. name. Amen. amen.